Greetings in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is our joy and privilege to be able to come to you and to share with you in the word of God. And may we say what a mighty God we serve. He has all power, all principalities is in his hand. And serving him is more, amen, precious than anything. As we said on Sunday, don't glory in your strength, your might, or your education. Glory in the fact that you know him. Aren't you glad you know Jesus? And I'm hoping that you have applied the principle that if you know him and you know how much he loves you, it makes it easier when you pray. Because you know when you pray, he hears your prayer. Amen. Whether it's loud or whether it's a whisper, he hears your prayer and he is anxious to hear from you. So we bless the Lord for that. Amen. Tonight, we're going to be talking about watch your mouth. And before we do, let us pray. Fathers, in the glorious name of Jesus, we come and we bless your name. We are so happy to be able to come before God that loves us, that care for us. The very hairs of our heads are numbered, and we give praise and honor to your name. We are blessed to be a yon so many, and we don't take that for granted. We thank you now. Father, we ask if you will stretch out your hand and bless. There are some among us that have some sicknesses and illnesses. We ask you to stretch forth your hand and heal, because you are the God that healeth and deliver. We ask that you will stretch forth your healing aim, send your word of healing, and bring healing and deliverance. For we ask it in the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As we say tonight, we're going to be talking about watch your mouth. Let me get, begin by pointing out something very significant about the way in which the creator have designed the human head. Every one of us have seven opening in our head. Let me say it again. Every one of us have seven openings in our head. The number of scripture, which often denotes completeness. We have two eyes, two ears, and two nostrils. But the creator restricted the seventh opening to one, the mouth. If you took a Bible commentary and looked up all the words relating to that one opening, such as mouth, tongue, lips, speech, word, and so on, you would be amazed how much the Bible has to say about this subject, and it is for good reason. There are no areas in our personality more directly related to our total well-being than the mouth and tongue. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Let's look at Psalms chapter number 34, verse 11 through 13. I'm reading from the King James text. 
Come ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking God. In Proverbs chapter number uh, 13, verse number three, the Amplified Version says, he who guards his mouth keeps his life, but he who opens wide his lips come to ruin. Now look at that in God's words translation. Whoever controls his mouth protects his own life. Whoever has a big mouth come to ruin. Did you hear that? Whoever have a big mouth come to ruin. And the church said, amen. And let's look at that in the New Century Version. Those who are careful about what they say protect their lives. But whoever speaketh without thinking will be ruined. Your soul is your whole personality. It is the real you. This is the area where weakness will be manifested first and where the enemy will gain access first. If you want to guard your soul, you must guard your lips. But if you speak rashly, you will come to ruin. The alternatives are very clear. If you control your tongue, then you will have protection. But if your uh, tongue gets out of control and you are not master of your words, then the end is ruined. It is clear there are no blurred edges. Proverbs 15.4 says, kind words heal and help. Cutting words ruin and maim. When the King James Version say a wholesome tongue, the literal Hebrew says the healing of the tongue. This clearly indicate that our tongues can need healing. I believe the tongue of uh, every sinner needs need healing. The tongue is one area where sin is always manifested in every life. There are some areas in which a sinner may not offend, but the tongue is one area in which sinners offend and it must be healed. The heart overflows through the mouth. Let me say it again. The heart overflows through the mouth. Now we will apply that from scripture. Many Bible verses establish the principle that there is connection between the heart and the mouth. Note what Jesus said in the book of Matthews, chapter 12, verse 33 through 37. And we're going to be reading from the message translation. If you grow a healthy tree, you'll pick healthy fruit. If you grow a diseased tree, you will pick worm-eaten fruit. The fruit tells you about the tree. You have minds like snakes, Jesus, a snake pit. 
How do you suppose that you say is worth anything when you are so foul-minded? It's your heart, not your dictionary, that gives meaning to your words. Let's say it again. It is your heart, not the dictionary, that give meaning to your word. Verse 35, a good person produces good deeds and words season after season. An evil person is blight on the situation. Let me tell you something. Every one of those careless words is going to come back to haunt you. There will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. And verse number 37 says, words can be your salvation. Words can be your damnation. Jesus here established the direct connection between the mouth and the heart using paralytic language. He refers to the mouth as the tree and the words that come out of the mouth as the fruit. And the kinds of words that come out of your mouth will indicate the condition of your heart. He says, for instance, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth good words. An evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth evil words. You will notice Jesus used the word good three times. And he uses the word evil three times. If the heart is good, then out of the mouth will come words that are good. But if the heart is evil, then out of the mouth comes words that are evil. We might deceive ourselves about the state of our hearts with all sorts of ideas about our own goodness, our own purity, our own righteousness. But the sure and unfailing indication is what comes out of your mouth. If that which comes out of your mouth is corrupt, then your heart is corrupt. There is no other conclusion. The voice tells with words what is the condition of the heart. Let me repeat that. The voice tells with words what is the condition of the heart. In other words, every time you say something, it is describing your heart, what's going on on the inside of you. No need of saying something, well, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. No, no, because your words are describing the condition of your heart. This is what Jesus said in the book of Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45, King James text. For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither does a corrupt tree bringeth forth good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For a thorn men do not gather fig, 
nor a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Bless our God. On one occasion, they wanted to tick Jesus. And so in, in trying to tick him, they sent their best students out because they're always trying to trap Jesus in his word. And so they uh, sent them out to trap Jesus. Notice the book of John, chapter 7, verse 46 through 53. The officer, when they when they had gone out there to trap Jesus and listening to him, just trying to find out when he might make a mistake. But I thank God Jesus is the word of God. This is what he told him. He said, the officers answered, never Maine spoke like this man. Mm. Never Maine spoke like this man. Then answered the Pharisees, are you also deceived? Have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed on him? But this people who knoweth not the law are cursed. Then Nicodemus saith unto them, he that come to Jesus by night being one of them. He said, does not our law judge any man before it's hears him? And he said, how, what he does, and hear what he does. The answered and said unto him, Are thou also a Galilean? So Nicodemus had had some experience with Jesus one-on-one. -on -one. And so he said, don't be judging this man. This man told me some stuff I didn't even know. The Bible picture of the tongue. Let's look at that. The Bible picture of the tongue. We're still talking about, watch your mouth. We have considered thus far the connection between the heart and the mouth. And this is summed up in the words of Jesus. In the book of Matthew's chapter 12, verses 34 through 37. Oh, generation of Iper, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by thy word thou shalt be condemned. Look at what the apostle James says in the book of James chapter 1, 26 and 27, King James text. If any man among you seem to be religious and brattle not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Amen. Some of these people that are supposed to be saved still cussing, 
still joking and jesting. Let me tell you what, that ain't gonna, that ain't gonna uh, work in God's kingdom. And you can't say that's just me. Yeah, that is just you. But amen, he said your religion is in vain. Then he talked to describe pure religion. Pure religion and undefiled before God, the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. If you listen to the tongue, you can know what's in the heart. This listen to the tongue. You'll know what's in the heart. And now I want to encourage you here. Watch your mouth. Before you start doing a whole lot of talking, get into the word of God. Don't just up and just run off at your mouth. You used to doing that. But now you want to change. You want to know that my mouth is very important. I am made in the image of almighty God. And if I'm made in his image, what he did, I can also do. Y'all know what it was in Genesis. When God saw that the world was void and darkness moved upon the face of the deep, the Bible said, and God spoke and said, let there be light. Do you not know we have in us creative ability that we would use it to the praise and honor of God. So let us get a hold to the word of God and speak the word. Get a hold to the word. Don't just be talking. Amen. Fill your heart with the word of God. Look at Isaiah 59, 21. This is what it says. And I, this is my covenant with them, says Jehovah. My spirit that is on thee and my words that I have spoken in the mouth. Depart not from my mouth and from the mouth of thy seed and from the mouth of thy seed seed, says Jehovah, from henceforth until the age. We want to hide the word of God in our hearts until it tickle our speech. <laughs> what you talking about? Hide the word of God in your heart until it tickles your speech. You, 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 in other words, it's like this. You hide that word in you and it gets in you and bubble up and bubble up on the inside of you until your lips are speaking, not what the eyes see, but what's on the inside of your heart. The writer said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. And so when we hear that word in our hearts until our, our lips become tickled, I got to say something, amen, about the Lord. It's not about what somebody else has said. It's not about what I see. But in the spirit, I heard something rumbling down in my spirit. I don't know where you might be or what your circumstances might be, but there is a rumbling down in my spirit. I might be in the darkness of night, but I heard a rumbling in my spirit that's just about daybreak. And when you get that rumbling, you got so much word in your heart, not gossip now, the word in your heart 
until your lips are persuaded to speak the word. And don't worry about it. You won't be embarrassed because when you speak the word and speak the word only, God is going to guarantee you a performance. I can't tell you how many times I've been going through and the circumstances look one way, but I refuse to talk about that circumstance in the way the natural man see it. So what I did, I just got in the word and meditated in that word until that word started tickling my lips to speak the word of God. And I spoke the word. And and, 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 and then the, my conscious mind looked at me and wanted to call me a fool. I said, shut up, man. Shut up. Shut up. I'm going to say what God said. Amen. Because one of the things I realized is this. Amen. Faith come by hearing and the hearing by the word of God. And it's all right to read the word silently. That's good. But every now and then you need to get somewhere and read the word out loud. Read it so you can hear it. It comes out of you and come back into you and feed your inner man. My God. And that's when faith start growing. It's not enough just to read it silently, but you got to read it. And it's every now and then say it out loud and let it come back in. And faith will build in your inner being. Amen. You'll find that safe, that faith building in, in your inner being. And Jeremiah 15, 16 in the King James said, thy word was found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. So that means when you are confronted with something, amen, don't run away from it. Find the word. Go in the Bible and find a scripture that answer the problems that you have in your soul. He said, thy word was found and I did eat them. Amen. If the rent is due and you don't have the money, find a word in the scripture that says, amen, say ye to the righteous, it shall be well. And then you say those words. Don't be talking about, I don't know whether the rent's going to be paid or not. Yeah, find the scripture and eat it. Eat it until it's down in your soul and you say it. And people will look at you like you're a fool, but speak the word anyhow, because the word will be fulfilled. Amen. And, and I told you some time ago that the word of God conceived in the human spirit, formed by the tongue and spoken out of the mouth become creative power. Can I say it again? The word of God conceived in the human spirit, formed by the tongue and spoken out of a man, the mouth become creative power. Amen. That's me when I become pregnant with the word of God. See, some of you all down there are already pregnant with the word of God. Read it till you get pregnant. And you don't want to, when you become pregnant with a baby, you can't uh, know when it's going to come forth. But I'm pregnant. And, and when the fullness of time has come, that baby will pop right out. And some of us need to become pregnant with that word of God. Because when the time comes, I don't care what's out. I don't care about COVID-19. When you are pregnant with the word of God, it will come forth. And he can make a way across the ocean. And he can curse 
carry you through the desert, if he can feed you when there are no supermarket, then he's able to bring out of you, but you got to say it. Speak the word only. Speak the word only. Amen. And God will bless you. And I was noticing a scripture there in the book of Psalms, chapter 50, verse 22 and 23. I want you to get this scripture. I want you to meditate in this verse. Psalms 50, 22 and 23. This is what it says. Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces and there will be none to deliver. Verse 23 says, Whoso offers praise glorify me and to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Amen. Maybe you've been doing some stuff wrong. Don't sit there and beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. <laughs> this say what well, I messed up before, but this time, I'm going to stand still and wait. <laughs> I went ahead trying to get some stuff done, but this time I'm going to stand still and wait on God. I don't care how bad it gets. I'm going to stand still and wait on God. Hear the words where David spoke in Psalm 46 and 10. Amen. And 11. He said, be still. And know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. What you going to do? Be still. Somebody said, why don't you get up and do something? No, 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 no. This time, Satan, you had me moving on my own strength. But this time, I want to wait until I hear a word from the Lord. When I get that word from God, I'm ready to move. But until that time, I'm going to stay. This time, I'm going to stay still. And wait on the Lord. Verse 11, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Amen. God is with us. Amen. And because God is with us, we have no fear. So let's let us train our hearts. Let's train our mind so that we can be exactly what God is calling us to be in these last dark and evil days. These are perilous times, but this is the best time for the saints of God to be delivered. It's in your mouth. Remember, in the New Testament, <laughs> Jesus said, uh, they walked up to a mountain. You said, if you speak to the mountain, the mountain will move. It's not enough to go to the mountain and think. You got to open your mouth and you got to say it. And some of the things I've said in my career, I almost felt silly myself when I said it. But I said it <laughs> and I stood on it. And guess what? When it was all over, I stepped out there victorious. Don't be afraid. The Lord is not going to embarrass you. He like it when you don't mind stepping out. Even if it look like a, like make it look, you look like a fool. That's all right. Stain on the word. Your word will not fall to the ground. God will bless you. God will deliver you. Amen. I want you to be, just watch your mouth. Your, your salvation is in your mouth. 
And I, I think that this is one of the reasons when we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, the reason you know you are filled with the Holy Ghost is you speak with tongues. So what's happening then is the heart is filled with the Spirit and you speak with tongues. And what that says is this, the Holy Ghost is in my heart. Because remember now, the lips give condition of the heart. So when I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, the first way you know I got the Holy Ghost, I speak in tongues. <laughs> my God, my God. And so I want, that's why all of these jab, jab, jabs and uh, somebody go tell you what to speak. Honey, no, that, that's not good enough. You got to stay there until the Holy Ghost knocked you out and you speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God give utterance. When the confusion came at Babel, the reason why they know it was confusion because God confused their language. So when the church come back together, what do God do? He called the church back in order, amen, and they speak with tongue. And was one of the apostles said, I think it was the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, uh, when, uh, when they had gone down to Peter's house. And uh, they said, I know they got the Holy Ghost just like we did. Why? Because we heard them speak with tongues. So speaking in tongues is not a religion. Speaking in tongues is a manifestation that God have arrived in your heart. The heart is no longer defiled. The heart is clean. And you speak another language. Amen. And when you speak that other language, amen, you are edified. The church is edified. Everybody is edified. God bless you. Amen. Keep on keeping on. Watch your mouth. Amen. You are, you are a powerful being. You are a powerful being. And that seventh hole in your head, which is your mouth, Speak deliverance for the whole body. Use it, use it right, use it effectively, and walk in victory. Until next time, may the Lord bless you. And I want you to be encouraged, knowing that, amen, God got some great things in store for you. Don't be talking about what you don't have. Talk about what you do have. What he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I what? shall not want. Another scripture says, the young lion will lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. May the Lord bless you real good in Jesus' name.